0: There's a lot of things about our village that people don't know about. A lot of things that, uh, well, we like to keep private. If it's real history you want to see, you need to see the stones of the gods.
1: It's a seven hour hike from here.
0: But you can always stay in one of the cabins down the road.
1: Cabin in the woods, What's not not delayed. Welcome to Filmstrip. I'm Jay, and I'm Brian.
0: This is our review of Leprechaun Origins, starring Dylan Hornswoggle-Postal, Stephanie Bennett, Andrew Dunbar, Melissa Roxburgh, Brendan Fletcher, Teach Grant, and Gary Chalk. Directed by Zach Lepofsky. Released in 2014 on Best I Could Find Out, Brian, a budget of somewhere between $1 and $2 million went on demand and direct to rental. So Leprechaun Origins, we finally return to our little green monstrosity. After all this time, the previous six installments in our back catalog here on Filmstrip.
1: All this time and all that hype. Yeah.
0: Like we've been. There's been a lot of hype. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what two years worth at least? They've been talking about this movie, the WWE that is, mm-hmm. and we've been kind of following it. It actually is what made us go beyond Leprechaun in Space and review those two in the Hood movies, which yep. in the end turned out to be good ideas because those, those <laughs> might be the best ones of the series.
1: Wow. Well, and, <laughs>
0: and maybe, and, uh, maybe, and uh, but you know, I, I actually went back and re-listened to all of our old uh, podcasts, and I amazingly still agree with myself <laughs> and uh, about those. But I, I needed a refresher and. I sure enough wasn't going to re-watch any of the leprechaun movies because from what I had understood and what little background information I kept up with on this one was they were really going in a different direction. They were going to do serious, you know, scary and all this. And mm-hmm. I was most interested in how they wanted to play the Leprechaun character. I think yes. I I knew, just looking at the cast and kind of who they were and where they were getting people from and the way they looked and stuff, I'd I'd already in my mind formed, well, these are our pretty people that we're going to slaughter, so that's fine. Whatever. I wanted to see what they did with the Leprechaun character, the idea of Leprechaun origins. Mm -hmm. You know, the many hilarious conversations we've had about the shifting origin story of this thing. (laughs) Um, I was like, well, this will be neat to see what they you know keep and don't. And so I was intrigued, for sure. I don't know that I anticipated this movie. Movie coming out, but I definitely was interested in what the WWE was going to do with it and what their take was on it.
1: I would agree. I was interested, especially in to see how they played the the Leprechaun character, because I think you could have gone with uh, the Warwick Davis version of Leprechaun and made him a little more scary. And and then what what they ended up doing with the Leprechaun character? What the fuck? I mean, it, it, <laughs> well, let's just say it, it now. No was sense. he
0: he was barely in this? I mean, uh, he, and, and could have been any
1: insert your monster here. Yeah, like it, really. It, to say that this movie stars Dylan Postle is a mockery. <laughs> Because <laughs> I would bet that he has zero camera time, no dialogue at all in this movie, and the, everything that you saw that was apparently a leprechaun was all CGI. Yeah,
0: that there may have been one shot of like a head casting that was maybe him wearing a mask. But I'm with you. I you know I don't keep up with the hornswoggle that much, so I I didn't know that I would have recognized him. But even like you know he's a little person, but even the the shape of the creature and stuff there was no way to know whether or not that was him or if it was cgi or whatever and no I, yeah I, he's it he's was not, not him because yeah.
1: D- dylan postal is a chubby yeah. little guy right i mean he's 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 yeah. round yeah. like most uh yeah. people like him he's round he has a lot of he looks like a leprechaun <laughs> well if you i would have much rather they just <laughs> had him be the leprechaun and made him yeah. scary yeah. But yeah. instead, they made the CGI worm-like thing. It was, it was terrible.
0: It was very, very weird. And on a very cheap
1: budget. Must be noted, the budget there. Yeah, I the will only reason... say this, though, Jay. Yeah. For a budget that low, they did pretty good work.
0: Well, that and I want to tell you where I got that from. Reading interviews with the director, Zach Lepofsky, who is known for doing like low-budget sci-fi type horror and stuff, is they said that... I mean, he pretty much said, I did the uh, movie with the same budget, but a different scale. So, you know, the the money that WWE put in this has been in the marketing of it, not in the actual production of it. So yeah. they went cheap in every way they possibly could. And I think it's evident throughout
1: the movie. Uh, yeah, I think so too. But as far as the production value and the, and the look and the, f- of the movie, they did a pretty good job with that little amount of money compared yeah, I, to well, what we've seen in the past with more money than that. It's Very true. And I, do,
0: and I do want to talk about the
1: look of it and the feel of it, but I guess before we get any further, go ahead and give
0: people a plot summary, Brian, and spoil the heck out of it. I don't know if anybody's seen this before <laughs> reviewing it. Maybe you have. You know, I, I'm going to tell you now, if, if you dropped your 3.99 on rental for this, folks, well, you're, you're in our club now. So, so uh, Brian, tell people what Leprechaun Origins is all about.
1: Ben, Sophie, David, and Jenny are backpacking through the lush Irish countryside and quickly discover the idyllic land is not what it appears to be when the town's residents offer the hikers an old cabin at the edge of the woods. However, they soon learn that they are offered as a tribute to a violent leprechaun who the town is indebted to for having stolen his gold years before. One by one, the leprechaun picks off our American tourists as well as some of the locals until it is just Sophie left to fight off the monstrosity. In a final moment, she grabs some gold coins to distract the leprechaun, grabs a machete, and chops its head off. But when running across the field, we hear the sounds of more leprechauns in pursuit of as the credits roll oh boy there we go <laughs> but, jay that is our plot summary and that in itself doesn't sound too bad actually yeah i was going to tell you if that had been the movie we saw i would be kind of happy
0: <laughs> because that sounds like something not great but eh, okay enough to watch yeah you know?
1: i but, agree
0: what this movie is, is, well, we'll get into it here. I, I want to start with some general stuff, though, because I texted you something and I think I, I threw you off. I said, for the first 20 minutes of this, it's every Platinum Dunes horror remake I've ever seen. Yeah. And what I meant by that was the films like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh Reboots, not the most recent one, but the the uh, one that was the remake with Jessica Biel, and then the one called The Beginning with Jordana Brewster and others, and then the Friday the Thirteenth remake, and for the most part, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Michael Bay's Platinum Dunes label is really kind of his horror label, and they they do low budget, relatively low budget, but slick remakes of you know old horror properties, and the setups are all the same. It's a dark place with people you know wearing. Eh, not scantily clad but you know summer clothes and yeah yeah, and pretty people in a dark room with something chasing them that flashes in front of them that you barely get a good look at and when you finally do you're like that's it and then there's a lot of really over overly stylized gore and endings that leave you supposedly wanting more but really just wanting your 750 back (laughs) that's that's a platinum dudes remake (laughs) and so that's what i meant and I, I, in some ways, I was a little surprised because I've seen other WWE films, um, more recent ones. We'll put No Holds Barred on the side here for right now. But so we did review that, too. But I've seen kind of what they can do. And I, some of them look better than others. So production quality-wise, I, I thought, well, this looks like a, a horror movie. And everybody in it seems to know they're in a horror movie of
1: some kind. Like They all, they all act the same way, which is really what surprised me. Yeah, it does look like a horror movie. And, you know, I, I will say this, Jay, it, if we hadn't invested so much time in the leprechaun series, which we probably shouldn't have done, um, <laughs> I wouldn't be as pissed off at this movie as mm-hmm. I'm going to be in the end. Because as a horror <laughs> flick or, or a, a scary movie, even though it's con- completely tropey and everything mm-hmm. in the book is here, um, it's not too terrible. But to call this a Leprechaun movie just kind of makes me mad. Well, two things.
0: To call this a Leprechaun movie in the slight of what has been is one thing. To call it Leprechaun Origins is a totally other thing. And let's just get into that right now, okay? First off, legacy of this series... At its best, and I'm using that term <laughs> very loosely here, okay? <laughs> those movies have been campy fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, you know, when they did the goofiest stuff possible, going to the hood, Vegas, you know, those were the most fun entries in the series. And when they figured out how to get the Leprechaun's dialogue right, when it yeah. was at its best. And they had at least fun people for it to play off of. You know, they may have been great actors, but there was something there, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it could be funny. And kind of goofy, but never really scary. This movie, this this cannot be scary. Okay, it can look scary, but it doesn't have to be scary. So that's one thing. The second thing is the origin idea. When you tease me with that, that word, origins, I think I'm going to actually get, okay, we're going back and rebooting the franchise. We're starting over. We're going serious with it, right? And there's not a damn thing about this that's origin worthy. Exactly. Not one thing. There's like three lines of dialogue that this chick reads out of a book you know in the basement that's supposed to suffice that but that is bullshit this this movie has no intention of being an origin story of anything
1: no i mean if it were the origin story we would see when they stole his gold not exactly 50 that's years the- later or whatever we're at yeah, that's the thing.
0: Th- there's an origin story buried in dialogue in this movie mm-hmm. with the Hamish character, Gary Chalk, the-, the local that kind of befriends them magically. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, all this stuff. and I'm like, where's that movie? That sounds more interesting. Let's see these people who are just farmers come across this mine slash cave. They find all this gold, and then they start getting picked off, and they have to come up with the, the deal to, yeah. you know, we'll-, we'll offer tribute to the leprechaun, and then that-, that way he won't kill us all, and we'd leave us hanging with that. That's an origin story. Yes. This is for you know semi gorgeous people hiking through the woods,
1: mm-hmm.
0: waiting for Jason, Leprechaun, Freddy, whatever to pick them off.
1: Yeah, can we talk a little bit about the Leprechaun here? Because this yeah. this is this is my biggest beef with this movie is that you this is not a Leprechaun. Number one, no. it says no words ever in the movie. It no. growls. And it's a terrible growl the whole time. Mm. It looks and sounds more like a werewolf is attacking you than any kind of leprechaun. Uh, and it, as far as I can tell, it has no, no features of a leprechaun. Period. No, green outfits. No. It. It anything. looks
0: like one of the alien creatures. Like from, yes. I'm trying to think of the movies I've seen them from. It's not an alien so much, but it's. It looks like something that. I don't know, is dreamt up in one of those, uh, oh, you know what it looks like? It looks like one of the monsters that fell off of Cloverfield, if you've ever seen that movie. I haven't. It looks no. almost exactly like those little spider creatures. It looks like one of those little spider creatures that fell off of that thing, and it's just <laughs> at you the whole time. And it. I mean, really, no. It, there's nothing leprechaun-y about this leprechaun.
1: No, this could have been insert any creature here as your bad guy. Mm-hmm. because it doesn't appear like it's trying to find its gold at any time in this film it, it's just trying to kill
0: well now it, it is it is for gold things because jenny is the That's one true. that gets tortured mm-hmm. the most she gets an ear ripped off by a gold earring she gets her tongue essentially uh separated because
1: he pulls out her gold tongue stud and he does I mean, put a gold watch out to let him know that
0: Right, yeah, that was the immediate, like, yeah, w- let's just set it up here. These four people are, well, it op- we have an opening with two random people that we never know are running through the woods, and one of them drops a bag and uh, uh, is having to pant out and, you know, leaves a machete stuck in the ground, and mm-hmm. then the leprechaun or something shows up and tears them to shreds, and later that'll become a plot device. Then we meet our four people, and they they wind up on a, you know, a little pub, and irish countryside right mm-hmm. and they're talking about what they want to do the next day and ye old uh local befriends them and says oh you need to go and see this is seven hour hike and blah blah and talks them into this trip that seven you know, hour
1: hike Come yeah
0: it, yeah talks them into this trip that like only you know one of them really wants to do but whatever so well three
1: of them end up wanting to do it
0: right right but, but, I go, that uh, sounds
1: like fun
0: yeah medical school apparently Jerk, one-dimensional boyfriend guy does, doesn't want to do this. Ben, Sophie, David, well, David and Jenny are just there for the party, it seems like, and for yep. the, the not having sex. And uh, Sophie is there to. We don't know what she's there for. She's, she's the historian. She's going to go to Cal Berkeley to study history. It's like all, everything is filtered to the fact that she's a soon-to-be graduate student, which automatically makes her the smartest person in the film
1: right? <laughs> so, right.
0: somehow. And th- he takes him to this cabin on their land and is like, okay, you're good. And then he leaves his gold watch out. You know, on the doorstep. And I was like, well, that's an immediate clue that there's Mm -hmm. like bait for the leprechaun. It's like leaving, it's like taking people out to go deep sea diving and then throwing, you know, chum in the water so the sharks come (laughs) and get them. That's what it feels
1: like. Exactly. (laughs) That's a good analogy. (laughs) But yeah, you know, those those kids, you you don't Mm -hmm. get a sense that you care about any of them except for Sophie, maybe, right? You got the Donnie Wahlberg knockoff. And his horny girlfriend, <laughs>
0: Dave Brendan Fletcher. I have seen Brendan Fletcher in stuff. That's the he's the only person I actually recognized from things. I, I, he's he was in Freddy versus Jason, so he's got a history with this. He was in a really neat movie called Rampage, and then he you know he kind of vacillates between these. Really bad, you know, scare films and kind of intense, uh, you know, dramas on television. He's been in The Killing. He's in Bates Motel. I mean, he's he's been around. Okay. I, I recognized him. Everybody else, though, I was like, I've probably seen on one of the, you know, 90210 ripoff soap opera kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, to me, it was the Donnie Wahlberg ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he does He, have, he looked he, like Donnie Wahlberg's you know, badass. You,
0: you know what? He actually looks more like a leprechaun than the leprechaun yeah. <laughs> Oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you got you got those guys, and then you got the the guy who looks like Josh Hartnick or whatever, and he's <laughs> supposed to be the boyfriend of, of the hot one, which is Sophie, yeah. and... Uh, she mentions how she may go to the East Coast with him for school, and then he gets all pissy about it. It's like, like he, okay. Okay, let's, so let's talk about, let's about that scene. Immediately he's set up as the uh, boyfriend who doesn't want his girlfriend around.
0: Let's talk about this scene for a minute, because that really goes down partially in the bar, partially when they're at night in the cabin. Sophie essentially strip-teases in front of him, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, down to her underwear, and he's sitting there reading a book and paying her no mind. I kept waiting for, like, when she went to bed, and then we, we see David and Jenny making out, and David passes out drunk while Jenny's trying to screw uh-huh, him. And yeah. I kept waiting for Jenny and Ben to, like, go meet up in another room and screw. Like, that was their thing, <laughs> that they were they were screwing around on each other's partner on the side. I mean that would that was the only thing he didn't do because that guy couldn't have been more put off by that girl. Yeah, if he tried,
1: unreal. You know, mm-hmm. Both the girls, both the girls are the aggressors, and they both get denied.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When does
1: it's, that uh, happen? I,
0: I'm just sitting there in the room, going like, who? The, the many people that probably wrote this <laughs> somewhere are reliving, you know, mi- revenge or something that happened to uh-huh.
1: them. Uh, Because, yeah. Could be. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, both of them are are denied. And, uh, you know, but anyway, there's just no chemistry between any of these people, in my opinion. It's just kind of like, who are you supposed to care about other than Sophie? Apparently, no one. So, that immediately tells me that Sophie's the one we need to pay attention to because everyone else is going to die because they have no worth in this movie.
0: No, and, they're all one-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, as you said, we're sitting in the pub, this Irish pub, drinking the darkest beer possible, and <laughs> you know, talking out loud, and and the natives are overhearing the conversation, smiling. You get the old woman smiling in the the background the whole time. That was hilarious, and then you got Hamish. Yeah. And Ugh. Hamish he overhears that they they're looking for an adventure. And immediately says, Oh, you want a real adventure? You know, whatever. And tells them <laughs> about this, this yeah. seven hour hike. I mean, come on, people. Who's going to, yeah, oh hike yeah, but oh, seven hours?
0: you're going. Yeah, and in, in the car ride up to the cabin, you know, we've met his surly son, Sean, you know, because every Irish movie has to have somebody named that. And he's, <laughs> he's you know, driving around and he's talking about the history and they're drinking beers and all this stuff. And Sophie asked him, hey, we saw these rocks with these weird markings. It looked like like pigeon toes painted on them. What does those mean? Oh, I don't know. Those have been here years before we were. I was like, I thought you knew everything about right. this place, bro.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so That should have I mean, been
1: clue number one that they don't want you yeah. to know.
0: Clue too, is that he's a farmer and he's wearing a Rolex, like a <laughs> yes. real one. And they're all like, "Oh, yes, somebody gave it to me." Mm-hmm. And they're and then he gives him that whole sinister, like, "Maybe it was my hospitality," and you know. And he's just, you know, <laughs> he's, he's trying to be funny with him. And I'm going, "Well, they're doing a good rip off of the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where everybody in the town's in on it, and like everyone you meet is in on it, you know." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, that's that's exactly right. I mean, and I would expect no less because I actually looked up this screenwriter, Harris Wilkins. And I don't know how much of what he wrote is actually here, but I do know his previous jobs besides writing spec scripts now for uh, different studios and working on TV pilots was writing for Chicago advertising agencies. So all he knows how to do is set up. He doesn't know how to pay off anything. And uh. and so the setup here is I'm like, well, it's it's what I expect a horror movie to be. Okay, well it okay we're gonna go with it. Clearly these are the bad guys in the front seat. These are the four people to so. Because can we just talk about the ridiculous the ridiculous <laughs> setup of what happens with them? They are in a bar they've never been to in their entire lives, right? This -hmm. isn't like family land that are crawling across here. And people they have never met offer them a free place to stay. Yes, we're making poor decisions. That's all I want to say. Like, (laughs) you are the worst tourist ever. And I'm like, is this movie set in like the early 90s or something where these people had reason to be this culturally stupid? Because no one these days, no one would travel abroad as an American and not have your guard up. You should. We're at war with half of the fucking world right now. So why on earth would you trust Anything like this, it makes no sense at all. Stupid, cheap TV commercial writing.
1: Yep, I would agree with you 100% there. It's, it's terrible.
0: And I'm actually in the back going, okay, in what order are these people going to get killed? <laughs> and, and I kept vacillating between David and Jenny which one was going to get it first, but I knew one of them was going down first, right? Like, they mm-hmm. were a disposable couple, right? Yep, yeah. <laughs> the other couple was going to find love in the midst of tragedy, and maybe both of them survived, but probably only Sophie. I, I had figured out Sophie was Survivor Girl from the start.
1: Yeah, I yeah, it was I think it was laid out that way and it was quite obvious. Yeah. that she was our main character so she was going to be the one to uh make it to the end at least. But yeah, I'm with you. I knew right away that we're going to lose probably the 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 two the other couple first. And then there's going to be this scene where the boyfriend almost looks like he he is apologetic for being a douchebag or something before he goes right which i don't think we actually got but no we we never did no but uh you know i was the same i'm going okay this is this is almost too predictable what's going to happen here but anyway we we're going about and they're drinking in, in this little cabin having a good time they both the girls get denied the sex and then all of a sudden there's noise Right. Noise is heard and people start walking around like, "What's going on?" I love, I love how you say that because I think that was
0: probably on the uh, the paper too. Noise is heard. Noise is heard. Yeah. Noise is heard. Redhead yeah. goes to check it out.
1: Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because that's
0: pretty much what happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you get the the big the big reveal. They're locked in the cabin with no other exits except that fireplace thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is convenient. There, I'm, I'm. I don't know that. I never knew that was like the way a tra- the leprechaun gets in. I guess so. Well, first he comes and takes the watch, and then he flashes by the the window, and I'm actually sitting there going, "You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the first leprechaun movie when they get trapped in the house, and the leprechaun is attacking the house." Yeah. And I thought, what a thing to go back to. But this is a low budget movie. Clearly, this house is the set. You know, so. <laughs> we're gonna go with it and okay and, and I'm actually giving the movie what it wants at this point I' I'm not totally rejecting what I'm seeing even though I'm I'm beginning to question where's the origin story did I just mm-hmm. hear the origin story told you know through mysterious looks <laughs> and scenes did I where where are we and the first ta- attack is coming and I'm like well I'm waiting for Jenny's head to be ripped through the wall because clearly that's what's about to happen but it doesn't this movie plays with you all of that early is just people banging on the the, or was just the leprechaun, or should I say leprechauns, banging on the doors and everybody in the house sitting there freaking out. And what the big reveal is, is Jenny takes a, a seat by the fireplace freaking out with her, you know, the spotlight on her gold earring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that little hand comes up behind her. I think that may have been Hornswoggle's only scene is he plays right. the hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I, rips out, he rips out her ear with the gold earring.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that looked painful. Yep, that was but, awful. But but, but, yeah. but
0: <laughs> so what? That's the thing I said. Exactly. I was like, and okay, we got to talk about Leprechaun Vision now oh, because God. he had he has predator like vision, but instead of being red and greens and stuff, it's all like things that are black and things that are
1: gold and mm-hmm. gold and people are gold. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this it was terrible. I hate, hate, hated the leprechaun vision. Mm-hmm. It just made no sense. Why would this being have this? Particular type of vision because oh, he's because going in on gold
0: because because horror movie monsters are supposed to have some kind of cool vision, Bride. That I mean, what? that's that's why it's it's some it's some trope they're borrowing from several other franchises that are a lot better than this. And but he's never done that before. That's what kills me is I realized then once and for all, the leprechaun is not going to be a character in this movie. No, he's going to be the the shark, the monster, the Jason, the Leatherface, the whatever. To Don't kill give everything. him that much credit. Well, I'm I'm putting him as that's what he is supposed to fulfill in terms of a role, but he has no character. He has yeah. no. He's no, and I knew then I was like, there's not going to be any dialogue. There's he's no. never going to tell. He's never going to explain his motivations. He's never even going to sit him down and give him the James Bond villain speech about this is why I'm doing this to you. No, nope, He's <laughs> just the monster in the lake. He could have been frigging Loch Ness for all we cared.
1: He sounds like a werewolf, looks like some weird snaky thing that goes around. I mean, it could have been anything. The only reason we're calling this a leprechaun is because Dylan Postal's hornswoggle character in the WWE is a leprechaun, or supposedly? I mean, is that the only reason that we're going to give this a leprechaun feel? Because otherwise, this monster that's attacking them, it's no, it has nothing to do with leprechauns, and it could have been anything out there
0: exactly that's what i'm saying it could could have been the werewolf in the woods it could have been uh, one of log ness's children yes it could have been anything it didn't matter it was it was just ridiculous setup they lock them in the in the room and here's the thing is we may know this as an audience or at least start figuring out that, like well clearly they were set up but then to show us the setup Of Hamish, his son, and his other friends sitting on top of the hill in their vehicles going, you reckon it's over yet? You know, (laughs) waiting to go clean up the mess and talking about, we couldn't have that thing come and kill our peoples, you know, and it's got to be done, Sean, you know, and I'm like, the dad is passing on the tribute legacy to his son and... Who is not interested, yeah, who's it like day. is really conflicted about this as you should be because you're sacrificing people <laughs> for goodness sakes, but I don't know it that needed to be again. This the the movie we're getting is not this, but I was much more interested in how we got to that point because that would have been at least something different to see. If the mm. Leprechaun's not going to be a real character in the movie, at least make the monster story worth knowing. At this point, it's only told to us by people sitting there. And in horror movies, if you tell, don't show. Well, you suck and you fail at what you're doing. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just the reality of it.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, You know, the Sean character I kind of liked because he was the one who was just like did not want to do anything did not want to be there and I was waiting for him to turn on his dad which eventually kind of does
0: he kind of does with an unloaded gun but yes so he does yeah so well, we're gonna yes. get to how that gun gets unloaded too by the way so another yeah. part one callback but so they get into the basement right and the locals are giving chase and it's in that basement that Sophie comes across the magical book of wonders that tells her everything we're supposed to know and like she looks at a map and goes oh we we these stones are are like a barrier and if we get Beyond those, the Leprechauns won't go beyond that, and I'm like, "How do you know that?" From that, <laughs> that was that was cheap.
1: Yeah, and, and th- there's that, and and then I mean, the basement is like, I don't know if you've ever seen the Holocaust Museum. They've got just clothing yes. of all the people that have been killed, or eaten, or sacrificed.
0: Yeah, there's old cell phones. Up. Yeah, in shoes. this basement, I, well, I mean, that was as
1: well as all these
0: torture devices. That was a Texas chainsaw moment. I was like, "This is like Leatherface's basement here. Everyone that they had killed—that's what that felt yeah. like to me."
1: It was just kind of a disturbing scene, and mm-hmm. you got the feeling that they were all pretty disturbed by it. They're all—they catch them in the basement. They Sean actually lets them go, which is the amazing thing. Well, he's the one who finds him. Yeah, yeah. he finds him in the basement yeah. and holds a gun to him, and and then lowers doesn't it. want to do anything. Yeah,
0: and wrong. lets them go. They get away. Here's the thing, like, and this I will give this credit. This is more new horror convention is that you actually let people escape. You know, I thought they were going to be locked in that house the whole
1: time. Well, they couldn't. There's nowhere to go. I mean, it's so tiny that it would have been impossible to have a good movie with like three rooms
0: well you've already said it's impossible to have a good movie but they could they could do it i've seen (laughs) movies that have been good where you lock people in a room and it's look the first saw movie is pretty much everybody in a room i mean it's and that movie's genius (laughs) compared to this because again there's a story being told outside of that room that you're invested in in some way if you're in the horror mode this though we're not invested in this because these characters are Ridiculous tropes—they're so easy to figure yeah. out and so paper thin that it's just—you know—you realize very quickly well, they're just here for the slaughter, and you're here for this, and you know—it's—it's it's all too too trite, and that's when I I really begin turning on the film, as I'm like, well. Okay, they, they did the smart thing, they let them actually get away, but then they just get caught again. And the, the, way that, the way they get caught is what's funny to me, is they keep getting away, and like the little old lady at the bar offers them a ride, but then she just leaves them <laughs> locked in the car, because she's like, I'm in on it too,
1: ha ha ha. I was yep. like, well,
0: you didn't see that coming, you, you four deserve to die.
1: And I agree the the whole thing where they get in the old lady's truck. She's they're like we just need to get to that one spot. You know the the marker. Yeah. Oh okay. You know they're driving driving. She stops just short and and leaves them locked in there. Good work. What was her name? I don't even. Remember. Mary. Yeah, Mary, yeah, because yeah.
0: that's, that's every nice. every Irish movie has to have somebody named Mary. So in it, Mary and, and Sean, Mary yeah. and Sean and Hamish. Can we get more Irish trope here?
1: <laughs> well, you know, I like the Hamish thing, but uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm sure they I, just stole I, that I get, from the from the uh, the 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 uh, Hunger games yeah
0: but. Gary chalk by the way can I just say this I kept looking on Google and stuff I was like this guy's got to be a former wrestler of some sort the only reason he's getting featured like this no he's just an actor <laughs> he's just kind of a big actor he seems to play this role a lot I've seen him in other things I've seen him on the killing and he's been on hmm. you know a show called the 4400 that I used to like and stuff he's been in stuff he usually plays the heavy which you could see I was like okay that's fine but I I actually assumed he was one of like Pat Batterson's old you know friends or something. Oh, like you know nobody he <laughs> was from that era or something I really thought he was and as it turns well out, you well,
1: never know with the wwe in it so but uh
0: well i mean i figured at this point this is all on somebody doing somebody a favor <laughs> is what this yeah. movie looks like they sure enough you know and you say the actors you know don't look like they know what they're doing I, it also looks like that none of them really want to be here <laughs> they, yeah. they seem to be like yeah we got to go on vacation for a couple weeks shoot this thing you know that's that's all we get but they're i don't know they're poorly poorly constructed but they get captured And tied up to a bunch of trees and just left for sacrifice. And at this point, I'm like, okay, are we ever going to get a decent look at this thing? Or is is the costume so cheap they're not going to show us? And nope, they give us a decent look because David basically gets it first. After Jenny gets her tongue ring torn out, which is... It was gross, but could have been That's grosser. Fun, right? You know, it was, it, it was there. David gets slashed across the chest in what I think is Hornswoggle's other scene where his hand claws the guy. Did you know how he got clawed, though, Brian? He had a gold like bunch of like bling from Ice-T's leprechaun hanging <laughs> off of his chest, and the leprechaun went for it and then grabbing yeah. it, clawed him. It was like he actively tried to
1: kill him. It was like, oh, sorry, I clawed you to death there. I just really want me gold. <laughs> right, and, and I got to say, throughout this movie... Um, there. It's almost like leprechaun isn't out to kill per se, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. he doesn't. Uh, it's out kill on well, purpose they, until one person. Yeah, they use the words. It's
0: uh, they've got to feed that thing before it eats the rest of our village. It's like it's out to feed, and the fact that it, and maybe it eats gold or something because they the way they play it, it comes off that way. I don't know. It's really weird, Brian and but he yeah, gets up um, enough strength to free everyone else before he bleeds out. So
1: right, amazingly. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, here's my thing. So uh that poor Jenny, she gets an earring ripped out of her ear and a tongue ring ripped out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even get killed yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so so she's bleeding from two appendages already. Yeah. Then her boyfriend gets the the, the, the fun, you know, Pretty wicked claws across the body, I I gotta say. I'm kind of surprised that they had him free himself and free the- Yeah, right. And that inadvertently frees him from the, the ropes that are tied to him. He's able to then, even though he's on the brink of death, escape long enough to help free one of the other people, who then helps free the rest of them. Right. And they all start running off. Right. Because They're, th- th- they're we hightailing. Sh- we should
0: mention at this point that Jenny has been muted because her tongue has been ripped in half because of her tongue ring being ripped out.
1: Uh, yeah, the poor girl loses an, part of her ear mm-hmm. with the earring and now part of her tongue with a tongue ring. I mean, what's next? I mean, she, Let's hope she doesn't have a belly button ring or even worse, you know? <laughs>
0: well, let's, let's just talk about what, happ- what happened to poor Jenny on this vacation. All right. Oh, she, her best friend has like, started to make really goofy decisions that she's going to follow a boy to medical school. She's pissed off about that. She can't screw her boyfriend because he gets too drunk and passes out. She gets her ear <laughs> ripped off, her tongue ripped out, and she's being chased by something. She has no idea what it is or why. <laughs> yep. That's the thing. Like, see, that's a bad vacation.
1: That's so, a terrible vacation, so, I'd say. Yeah. So when
0: they finally wind up back in the house with her, I, I, you know, I, um, well, okay, let's say it. So, well, they, she, so, she, so she, they're, yeah. they're
1: setting up a trap, right? Yes, big time. They're setting up a trap for the leprechaun. hmm Jenny is got the unfortunate job of waiting outside to alert them and lock the leprechaun in once he goes into the fireplace. Yes, let's put the girl that can't talk anymore outside as bait, basically. <laughs> well, she's not even as bait. She's there to trap him in so that they can they can kill him. Right. right. The the bright idea is that they're going to kill this motherfucker. Yes. I think those are the exact words. Yeah. Um, And so the plan is, they've got this one entrance, they're all inside except for Jenny, who's underneath the uh, deck or whatever you want to call that, Mm -hmm. patio, where the leprechaun's going to go, get inside, and she's supposed to come up from behind him and close the door and lock it so that he's locked into the fireplace with just them and their multitude of weapons. right, Pickaxe, machete, pipe, right? Right. We're playing Clue here. (laughs) And so that's the plan. Now, she's dumb because <laughs> she watches, scared as heck, as the leprechaun starts walking up the steps and over to the fireplace. And before even letting him get in, she comes up from behind to right. lock him in. And he's just right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he turns so, around like, oh, excuse me. And then a- yeah. as something is coming through the trapdoor, of course, our heroines swing the pickaxe and the axe and
1: oh, they clobber Ginny in the face. And my notes are, holy shit, she just asked her friend. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Damn. (laughs) I was like, wow. (laughs) And and split
1: her head in two.
0: I know. And I thought, well, that was the dumbest thing ever because now you've given this creature motivation and thinking processes that I didn't know it had displayed before. It's like, y'all are trying to trap me. Well, F that And he slides right. her in there No No It would have just eaten her On the steps And they'd be like Where's Jenny <laughs> And that was yep. dumb To have them kill her And it was a stupid way To try to get us To feel bad for Sophie And also to make it okay That Ben You know Is gonna get You know Killed in a minute Because That, that was ridiculous And and Can I say how quickly Sophie gets over that I guess the Trauma of what else Is going on in her life Maybe is
1: excusable For this But Well It's yeah. understandable I mean I'm, I'm sure she had some Some uh, issues afterwards. However, she's in a (laughs) fight for her life. (laughs) So, oops, I just killed my best friend. Oh well. Yeah, Move on and save yourself. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So
0: they they continue upstairs, the leprechauns coming, and Sean comes in behind them because Sean and Hamish, of course, are still giving chase, trying to make sure this goes down because they need the sacrifice Mm -hmm. to happen or whatever. They still haven't really totally explained it. We're filling in the gaps based on what they've said. And Sean does another callback, and I think I texted you in the midst of this. I texted you the following. Nice call back to part one with the asshole who hit, can't hit the broadside of a barn with a friggin' shotgun. It's like they, they go back to the leprechaun on the skateboard moment with the gun. And I'm like, you're wasting your shells. You're wasting your shell. Oh, you've only got five. Oh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah. And But they they get away. He lets him go again, of course,
1: because he's not loaded anymore. But, well, and you know, I don't think he really wants to kill them.
0: Well, I don't right. think he does either. He's trying to hit the leprechaun, but he can't. And I'm like, well, this is dumb now. Like, where is the leprechaun? Is it like dematerializing and rematerializing? We don't know. It's just he's shooting at noises in a bushel of crap. Iron, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's garbage. It's just dumb, 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 dumb. And, the, you know, eventually. You know, Hamish gets knocked down the steps and gets eaten by the leprechaun. We see that go down. Uh, we're getting to another cabin where... Ben gets taken away, and he lets Sophie get away, so that redeems him, right? It's like, no, you go, yeah, you go, right. and he gets torn to shreds, and who gives her shit? He shreds? gets despined. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the most but gruesome But he didn't really kill. have one in the yeah, first place. Yeah, so. which I think is what they're trying to say, is that, oh, he actually did have a backbone, as the leprechaun rips mm-hmm. it out. And I'm sitting right. there going,
1: like, when did this thing become the monster from Relic? I was like, this is well, weird. This thing becomes everything, right? Yeah, it is everything. He has He has nothing of his own. No. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the boyfriend gets despined, and then she starts just taking off and running for her life.
0: She's running for that barrier that she thinks she has discovered, right? She's running for this barrier, and along the way, she trips over the bag and the machete from the opening scene, and we see gold coins spell out. So now we go back to that and go, oh, that's what those people were running for. They had ripped off the leprechaun, too.
1: And So that... that tells me now. Does that tell you that the beginning scene was Hamish and his friends? Well, no, because that guy
0: is dead because he gets his finger bitten off a la part two and three. I think it was because he has on a yeah, gold yeah. ring. So, no, that's just some other random tourists that they've suckered okay. into this deal. That's what I think is okay. happening. All right. But, but yeah, they are. I didn't think that was a callback to years before. I thought that was. Um, other dead it's people. The early sacrifice. Yeah, early sacrifice. And so she grabs the coins, and how she figures out to do this, I don't understand, Brian. She grabs the coins and begins to jingle them in her hands in like a way that is to tease the leprechaun like you do a baby. Like, you have small children, right? Shiny things. you know. And the leprechaun's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. and then she grabs the machete, and we get F you lucky, lucky charms before she chops its head. <laughs> Ugh.
1: Well, you know, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife said to me, you know, about this movie. She goes, you know, I I miss the Leprechauns' humor. Yeah, there is none. There isn't any. This is the only retarded line that we get <laughs> in the whole movie that has anything similar to the previous Leprechauns. Fuck you, Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. It's the only thing that ties us back to the campiness of the old. What's great, though, is the way she says it. The emphatic, fuck
0: you, Lucky Charms. And then she (laughs) chops his head off. I mean, it's like badass. Like the kid that said that in the first one, it was kind of funny. This is like, I'm taking down. I'm taking my life back. You know, and it's just resolved. Right. But forget the fact that I just axed my friend in the face, and my boyfriend who didn't want me is dead, and I don't know how the hell I'm going to get out of here because I also have or no money home. on me. Yeah, I have no passport, I have no money, and well, I have no way of explaining of what the hell just happened yeah well, I have no money and no way of explaining what in the hell just happened to me. So right, right. To, how am I going to explain that to you? yeah, whatever. it's not not meant to know. I actually was figuring she was gonna turn around and you know trip in a mine and die too because <laughs> she might as well have because what she does, Brian, is then get up and start running and we hear like this chittering of. I called it, uh, you know, the predators make a noise when they're hunting. This is what the leprechauns make when they're hunting, leading us to believe that there are more coming. And I looked at the counter, and I was like, one hour and 19 minutes. And I texted you again, and I said, do I need to hang around for the credit sequence, or is that it?
1: Yeah, no. And thankfully,
0: you saved me 11 minutes of my life.
1: (laughs) It was ridiculously long. Yes. I watched the whole credit sequence thinking there has to be something to see here. Because it's a long sequence. I looked at the time and said, okay, there's a lot of time before this is supposed to be over. It can't be just all on credits. There's got to be something. No. Yeah. It's just noise and photos and stupidity. Yes. (laughs) I, I, I wasted so much time watching and waiting for something, anything. To come up and nothing did. That may be
0: the best three-word review we could have given this movie: noise, <laughs> photos, and stupidity. So, well, Brian, I think we are at the part of the podcast where we give our final thoughts, recommendations,
1: and popcorn ratings. So, what are yours for Leprechaun Origins? This film has absolutely no, no business being tied to the original Leprechaun franchise. It has nothing to do with it. The Leprechaun that we covered, I'm not going to say loved, because mm-hmm. that's a way <laughs> overstatement, but yeah. almost wish that was back with this thing, because the campy humor of the Leprechaun is what made it. You can make the Warwick Davis Leprechaun scary mm-hmm. pretty easily, I would say, and still keep his one-liners, his, his, his campiness going, um, and, and make a good movie out of it. But this, this has nothing, is nothing like those old Leprechaun movies, which in a way is probably good and in a way is kind of bad. But to call this a Leprechaun movie is a slap in the face to everything that Warwick Davis did with that series. I'm not saying the Leprechaun series is great by any means. However, I would rather go back and watch Leprechaun 2 (laughs) than watch this thing again because it's not a Leprechaun movie. And WWE basically slapped me in the face to even call this a leprechaun movie. And I don't care. that This is supposed to be a two-picture deal, Jay. I don't really care if they come out with a second one because I'm not going to bother with it. It doesn't belong in this series retrospective at all. And I can't imagine the second one will either. So um, the other thing is to call Dylan Post a star of this movie is a joke. We counted two scenes where maybe he was involved in it mm-hmm. because they had to use a hand. Both times. Right. Right? That's it. He has zero lines. His face is never on screen. Uh, You can't imagine that his his body was ever used. The only thing I could think of was that he was the stunt double for the leprechaun during the filming process, and then they just edited him out the whole time. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of, because he's not in this. To say he starred in this is a joke. Yeah. Um, This wasn't a leprechaun. Uh, it had no no Leprechaun in it. If this were a standalone horror film uh, in the in the vein of a like a, a urban legends or a Jeepers Creepers or some crap like that, I would say this is an okay horror film that basically uses every trope possible, and that would be okay. I could be a little bit entertained by it, but not a whole ton. For me, this is a small popcorn. Um, I wouldn't watch it again. I I. I'm so glad I didn't go out and buy the damn DVD and just rented it for my $4.99 or whatever I paid for the HD version. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll never watch it again. Yep.
0: Brian, I, I will only amend what you have said as to this. is I don't know that you can make Leprechaun scary. You could make it a good horrific experience, and you could tell a story with it, but they weren't interested in any of that. This is just a smashed together bunch of horror tropes and monster movie tropes to try and cash grab on a horror for, yeah. on horror movies that are that are successful right now. Horror movies are making money at the box office. They're interested. It's this time of year. That's it's the right time to do it. But this one has nothing nothing to do with one an origin story. It has nothing to do with the previous iterations of the franchise. There was just nothing here to be involved in and enjoy. And that's that's the most damning thing I can say about this is that. Even for a tropey C to B minus level horror flick, this doesn't even work on that level. It's, you know, I've joked with you that the latest Geico commercial where the people are running around going, no, that's behind the chainsaws. Looks like it was ripped out of outtakes (laughs) of this. And I'm yeah. not so certain that maybe it wasn't because it sounds almost like the same people. It's it's terrible. It's terribly done. It is by far the worst, the worst of all the Leprechaun films, and that is saying something. Because some of those, some of those are just crap. And we have talked about that. But you know what? At least those those things operated in a universe where it stayed somewhat consistent. This is just a bunch of commercials for better made more interesting horror tales. This is terrible. Smallest burnt popcorns. Never want to watch it again. I hope that they don't even bother with another one. I don't want to I, see I another one. I don't want to see another one. I don't want to know what another one would look like because I have no interest in following this path. And I hope the WWE just gives it up and moves on because this is terrible. It's terrible in every possible way. So yeah, small popcorn for me too blech, bad. So, you know, I hate to end Shocktober like this because, man, we have put out a ton, a ton of horror content. You and I did... Ten, count them, 'em, ten Halloween movies, right? With all kinds of ratings and success in there. Well, this really makes like you know, Halloween five and six look awesome, right? So, oh, good time. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. We did those. Ron and I jumped in and did The House of the Devil and Annabelle, and then you and I finished it up here with Leprechaun Origins. And hey, in November we're going down some more hard. Ron and I've got the Tales from the Crypt movies coming up, and so we are. We've done all three of those, so we're staying in the genre for a little bit here.
1: Oh. Oh, and don't forget, Jay, mm-hmm. coming in December, yeah. Santa's... Like- <laughs> Go ahead and tell people what that is so oh. that they know. <laughs> we were trying to come up with a good movie to do for Christmas that could tie into... The genres that we really have fun with and yeah. and you know we know Jay you're a, a major horror movie buff, yeah and I really like horror movies as well not not quite as much as you have per se but I enjoy watching good horror films so we looked around and we thought maybe you know black Christmas maybe but no that's not not our taste and then lo and behold I found somewhere in the depths of the Amazon that Bill Goldberg did a horror flick called Santa's Slay, in which he becomes an evil Santa Claus. (laughs) And I said to you, this was probably two or three years ago, I said, we need to do this movie. And we just couldn't find a place to fit it in before, (laughs) but now... I think we found our, our year. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna all do that. Ron's gonna join us, I believe. Yep. And we're all gonna take a look at Santa Slay starring Bill Goldberg <laughs> as an evil Santa Claus. It's gonna be awesome.
0: Indeed. And lest we forget our other big series for December I've dragged my wife in on this gig. <laughs> she's gone from just watching these things with me <laughs> to now she's part of our review team. We're doing the Twilight movies. All five of them right there. I don't know what's more horrific. The idea of reviewing <laughs> those again and trying to explain what I enjoyed about them because I'm not a Twihard, folks, but I'm not going to lie to tell you, I hated those movies. So there's that. And then to do Santa Slate. <laughs> it's going to be a whale of a December. That is for sure. And then next year... We We've already got stuff ready to go for next year, too. Lots of cool reviews. I mean, you talk about you and, Bron- and Ron and I doing stuff together. We've got two of maybe the worst films ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Coming out that we we've ever done. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, we'll, we'll get to those. We're gonna tease those for you a little bit, folks. We've got we've also got some good stuff too. We've got a big review to start off next year. I'm not gonna talk about right now, but I, it is a major movie that was is considered to be one of the greatest crime films of all time. Uh, Ron and uh, our friend Kurt Favish reviewed that. That's coming out, and then so much more planned and ready to go for next winter and spring too. Can't wait, Brian. Can you believe it's been Five years, nearly. We've been doing five years. This yeah. podcast continues. Play film strip and everything. Wow, it's what a what a a run. And we are just all.
1: We're really only getting started. It feels like we've got so
0: much stuff we've reviewed, and there's so much more that we want to get to.
1: Can't, yeah, there's so much in the can that we just want to get to. Just haven't had chance. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome.
0: We got that. We've also got on our sister podcast, The Art of Slaying, seven years, seven seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer there for people to download and enjoy the Buffy reviews probably the thing that we're most known for outside of outside of film yeah. strip
1: here are those buffy reviews so absolutely and people keep asking us about the uh the angel podcast we we promised that that is definitely coming in 2015 yep. so just be patient with us we we got a lot of stuff to get through before we get there but uh we're, we're just trying to wrap up how we're gonna do it exactly and all that stuff and once we get that going that's going to be a fun ride as well.
0: Indeed, to go through the five seasons of the the Angel show and then of course all the movies we're going to review plus squared circle flashbacks, Brian, your wrestling podcast.
1: Yeah, so we took a little break over the summer after releasing a, a couple episodes. I think we we put out three episodes last spring. Took a break over the summer, and we just started now putting them back out again. We've got uh, episodes for Halloween. Uh, we got episode for Thanksgiving, and we got an episode for Christmas coming up. All really tied to um, well, at least the the two, the Halloween one and and the. Thanksgiving one are tied to events that occurred around those times. So we just put out Halloween Havoc 1993, uh, with you, myself and, and my buddy Keith. And in, uh, November, we're throwing together a starcade, which used to be the annual Halloween pay-per-view for the NWA and until WWF kind of took over with their, their survivor series. They were the ones always on the, on the Thanksgiving night. So we have that coming out. And then uh, a good flashback. We're going to re-release the film strip episode of No Holds Barred, one of my all-time favorites that we've done, Jay. Mm. And we're going to tie that to the event that happened uh, that that really was built around that movie, and that is SummerSlam 1989. Zeus and and Beefcake, or Zeus and Savage versus Beefcake and Hogan. Um, we have all that coming up for, for uh, Square Circle Flashbacks and much more. I mean, we're we're hoping to get an episode a month out there. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's my goal. And so far, we've got enough to get us through, I think, January or February in the bag, and, and we'll continue to do those.
0: Oh, very cool. So lots of fun stuff coming up, folks. You can follow all of it at continuousplaypodcast.com. Click the link of your choice there to find the retrospective in the series. You want, of course, the Fabish Factor. Kurt Faber's podcast, very popular and still there as well. So you can check that out. And as new episodes come out, we'll promote them too. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. Throw things at us. You want to hear us review? You never know. We may we may do it. I mean, House of the Devil was a suggestion off of Twitter that we took and ran with. So throw it out there. We're always interested in interacting with our fans and hearing from you guys and see what you think as well. Until next time, from Brian, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to The Film Strip.
1: Sorry to give you such a scare.